Hey y'all, it's Caroline B, one of the beautiful creepsters. You're listening to A Paranormal Chicks. Paranormal chicks. Sinister sightings eleven. Why did you do like a I waved. Yo yo yo. Oh, it looked like you did like a yo 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 <laughs> when you're like, this is Donna. No, I waved. <laughs> <laughs> when Mike Sam was blocking like what you actually did with your hand, all I saw it was like raising the roof over there. <laughs> you just heard our beautiful creepster from Norway. Ah! Right? International. So exciting. Like, mind blown. But her name is Caroline. Such a cute accent. Like, I she, I think she called it Nor Norwinglish, Norwinglish. Mm-hmm. Freaking love it. Yes. Could listen to it all day. Yes. And so she got to introduce the episode because she's a beautiful creepster as part of our Patreon. So if you would like to introduce an episode, hop on over to... Patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Yep. And peruse it. Yes, peruse. Peruse the tears and see if you'd <laughs> like to sign up. Yes. Okay, so on Sunday nights, we have watch parties. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yes. Do we? <laughs> Not this last Sunday. We both forgot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry about that, creep mom. Now she understands that we apologize way too much. Yes. She's like, it's okay. Really? It's okay. Stop talking. We're no. <laughs> like, sorry. Hey, sorry about being sorry. So much sorry. Um, that is my life. That's me mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, so when we watched some zombie, I mean, mummy thing, mm-hmm. it was like Baby Mummy was the name of it. And the mummy guy, he walked like with his legs like yeah. he couldn't um, bend them. Yeah. This cold weather has got me where I am walking like a mummy when I get up. Oh, God. I'm like, I'm doing the mummy walk, and then it's like two times, and then my hips are okay. They'd stop lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I always would be like, I walk like Wario. But now, since we've seen the mummy thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, mummy walk. Dang. I don't know why. Well, I know why. Cold weather. That was such a good story, Donna. <laughs> You should see her face. Okay, so next caller, please. Well, (laughs) I say that to say, join us on Sundays for the watch parties when Donna and I show up. No, I'm just kidding. We just totally spaced. I came back from the mountains on Sunday. And then Donna came over because we hadn't seen each other in like five days and we're codependent. So because I got you dinner. You did. <laughs> AKA codependent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, I mean, we have a lot to say too. Yeah. In five days. And so we were just do, 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 do. And like 830, I was like, fuck the one party. <laughs> so enough about our terrible stories. Let's get into some good stories. Okay. You go first. Okay, so my mother always tells it like this ancestor on my dad's side was a cannibal, but he was actually the E.T., not the E.T.O.R. 
Oh, fuck. But I am a direct descendant of Sam Gordon. All right. Mr. Rhodes Clements was one of Jackson County's most respectable farmers. On that Tuesday evening, he attended church. At the conclusion of the services, he and Mr. Samuel Gordon, a neighbor, started for home. At midnight, nothing had been seen of them. The friends started in search. When found, a horrible sight met their gaze. The body of Gordon lay stretched upon the ground, dead. Under his jaw had been cut off. His heart, his lungs, and his liver had been dragged out. Ew. And Clements was eating the heart. Oh, God. Clements was 33 years old, and Gordon, you know, the writer in here, the writer in her <laughs> family member, mm-hmm. was 65. He had mutilated his victim, having torn the flesh from his face and body, and scattered it around over the ground. What seemed strange and ground on- beef. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> That's terrible. That is fucking terrible, but fucking funny. Okay. What seems strange and almost incredible is that the crazy man, their words, not mine, (laughs) had no knife and had so fearfully mutilated his victim with his hands and teeth. Oh, fuck. I mean, dang. Damn, did he file him down or something? I don't know. There was a dog along with him, and it's possible that the dog may have helped him as well. Don't bring him into this. Because the dog was covered with blood, too. He probably was trying to help. Like, save him, not... Unless he, like, trained the dog. So, okay. They said that that the victim had been a citizen of that neighborhood for many years and was a religious enthusiast that had been frequently being called cranky on the subject. <laughs> And so Sam Gordon was sent to an insane asylum, and she says that she doesn't know what insane asylum and that she couldn't find a record of it in Kansas or pictures of him. So there you go, Christy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Melissa B. Hello, ladies. I wanted to share this with you because it has always chilled me to the bone and still does. This story is from my grandmother's childhood. She grew up in Exmouth, England. Her family had taken in a boarder when she was a young girl to help make ends meet. The house guest was named Mr. Mace, and he lived in one of their upstairs rooms. He was an older gentleman who was bedridden, so she never really saw him that much during the time that they that he lived with them. But when she did, she said he was not a very nice man. Her bedroom was near the staircase, and one night she heard Mr. Mace's bedroom door open. He then went down the stairs, out the front door, and through the front gate. This gate had a loud squeak when it opened and closed, so she heard this very clearly. The following morning, as they all sat for breakfast, she told her mother, father, and older sister that apparently Mr. Mace was feeling better because she had heard him go out for a walk last night. Everyone just stopped and stared at her. Her mother said Mr. Mace died last night. His room was in total disarray. When her mother went in to check on him that morning, the mattress was pulled off the bed. The dresser moved across the room, clothes pulled out of the drawers. They are still not sure what happened in that room. He was very sick and completely confined to his bed. 
yet still able to do so much damage. Perhaps he was fighting with the Reaper when he came to collect his soul. Oh, my gosh. Right? Holy scary. It was Robert. (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah. Did your grandmother ever sleep after that? I wouldn't. (laughs) Holy shit. And did they rent out that room? (laughs) Uh, Right. Because little Donna would be like, someone died up in that room and I heard. (laughs) Of course she would. Like, I heard him dying. Really, you just heard a soul leaving. Mm -hmm. This story says, (laughs) cute, boo there. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Uh, Boo, boo. Anyway. I have a story I'd love to share for Sinister Sightings. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to send it via email, but I'll send it on Messenger first. Okay, here goes. Sidebar, you can send it on email, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Yes. Okay, she said, here goes. My brother and I used to live in Key West, Florida, where our parents rented a huge, gorgeous house for about half the going rent rate. Wait. Key West as in where Robert is? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Does this have a turret? I don't fucking know yet. Okay, go ahead. It's a big old house, though, it sounds like. Right? This house was beautifully remodeled, skylights, garden, koi pond, Donna's out, (laughs) fishing deck. (laughs) Fuck no. The works. As soon as they were moved in, something seemed off. Yeah, all that jazz for (laughs) no money. You would walk through cold patches throughout the house, even though we were in the tropics. Scorpions would be throughout the house (gasps) without being able to determine where they came from. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 One time, there were hundreds of flies on the window from inside of the house after returning home from having the house locked up and the window shut. Oh, fuck. Nope, nope. A big old fucking nope. Mm-mm. Another time after coming home, uh-uh, a rat was using our dog's water bowl to have a drink. <gasps> Ew. Looks up at my mom and then continues to drink <gasps> the water. Fuck that. He's like, I'm going to let you come in, but first I got to finish. This is some really good filtered water. What? I, and, a, and a fucking rat. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope, nope, and nope. There were shadow figures that would be seen through the corner of our eyes lurking in door frames. One time, a family member was showering and the glass door exploded. Not just a crack and shatter, but violent crash. Holy Holy fuck. I will say one time I had those temper one of those tempered glass cutting boards in my parents' house shatter while I was in the living room and I was like, what the fuck? And it just was like because it was like tempered glass that we had been yeah. repeatedly cutting on and it just finally shattered one day. But that is scary. Oh God. A couple of months after moving in, the koi fish all went belly up. My parents said they felt heavy in this space, and they broke their lease early. My mom went back for one last time to turn in the key, and our dog, who I swear enjoys being stepped on and tripped over (laughs) rather than let out of whatever we're doing, would not get out of the car. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. Mm -mm. That's so scary. Uh, well, it said address because I need to not stay there. J- no well, Airbnb. Stay the fuck out of Key West, apparently. Just kidding. I don't know. I would go. <laughs> uh, we're going to go see Robert. Mm-mm. Yes, we are. No, the fuck I'm not. Yes, we Mm-mm. are. He done fucked with us enough. <laughs> I'm sorry for even talking about it, Robert. 
Ladies, Will, and Marbu. Aw. So cute. Okay. I hope you're doing well and that you are ready to be creeped right the fuck out. Um, yep. First and foremost, a little backstory. I live in southwestern Ontario between Toronto and Kingston in a smallish town where everything closes its door by 6 p.m. and all the buildings in the downtown core are over 100 years old. Not quite rural. (laughs) And then in parentheses, she says, sorry, ladies, I know that word sucks. (laughs) (laughs) How am I the one reading this? (laughs) Okay, so not quite the R word, but also not suburban really either. All around my town are similar smallish towns, largely sitting on Lake Ontario. Lots of rocks and trees and apple farms. In fact, my town every year has an annual apple festival because there are so many freaking apple farms. (laughs) That sounds a freaking amazing. So quaint. Yes. Like, was Gilmore Girls there? Because that's what that sounds like to me. I mean, I would definitely go around people for that. That sounds fun. Uh, Yes. Give me all the apple pie. Caramel dipped apples. Apple turnovers. Oh, my God. So good. All right. Anyway, my story takes place in a nearby, just outside Scugog Island. Seems right. Scugog. Scugoggin. I got my toboggan going to the Scugoggin. You, like, added letters. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. Scugog. Scug. Scugog. Probably none of those. (laughs) It's probably like Scooby. (laughs) It's like Scooge. (laughs) The Scooge. We went to the Scooge. Right, man, we went to the Scooge. And we looged. (laughs) Okay. So, she lives in an R-town next to an S-island. Near the small village of Port Perry. <laughs> it took me a second for the S Island, but the scratch. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, Lake Scugog, where the island sits, is man-made because some dumbass in the 1800s built a shitty dam that overflowed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a screw-up. A scugog screw up. Uh, but it's bad. It was in my head. I was like, you almost had it. It was like one of those almost good, but not really. Is that what almost had it meant? Uh huh. Okay. I didn't want you to think that you had it or almost (laughs) had it. You just almost Mm -hmm. had it. All right. So my spooky story takes place on the route headed. Why does she have to say this island so many freaking times? So it takes place on route to Scugog Island. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's listening to this cringing. She's like, why the fuck can't you say my tail right? <laughs> what the Scugog's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry from everybody from Scugog that we, <laughs> that we have offended. <laughs> but can you spell it out phonetically for us? Okay. Again, let's go back. It takes place on route headed to Scugog Island through the part of the countryside that has no streetlights and only small signs marking where the concessions are. One concession is colloquially named Ghost Road. So Ghost Road is the one I'm going to tell you about. Buckle up because it gets spooky as hell. 
Picture it. It's dark and foggy and there are no street lights. And the only thing that marks the road as being ghost road is the rock at the corner that local hooligans have spray painted to say ghost road on it. You're pretty much in the middle of nowhere, just off a really back road highway. You drive about a third of the way down and are passing under a large weeping willow tree when your car gives out. Just like that, it turns itself off. What? You check your cell phone to see if you have service, and of course you don't. And while you're cursing your luck, the battery drains. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I've been to Ghost Road a number of times, and the history as I know it, is as follows. In 1957, a young man was riding his new motorcycle down the old concession road along the straightaway and decided to push his bike to see its limits, as you do when you're a young dude in the 50s who wants to be as cool as James Dean. (laughs) (laughs) The legend goes that he realized that he was running out of road and approaching the intersection where it meets the ninth concession, Still a backish road, but far more traversed than Ghost Road itself. He tried to slow down, but lost control of the motorcycle about 100 meters before the south end of the road and went flying, ending the crash by hitting his head against the large rock that marks the road. Oh, God. And killing himself instantly (gasps) because it's the 50s and cool kids don't wear helmets. Yeah. As well as this poor fella who was killed on the road in this accident, people have found old indigenous people's artifacts in the neighboring fields. Fun fact, the area that the road is in is also called Mississauga Trail. Mississauga Trail. And is on the lands of the Mississauga peoples. I'm sorry if I'm freaking those up. Not if. I mean, I don't know what they are either, but I can promise you, you're fucking them up. Lots of people report all kinds of creepy things happening to them on the ghost road. But here are a few ones that I can solemnly swear I have encountered. My friends, we'll call them B and T, went out one night and our car did in fact stop under a tree and all of our electronic devices were drained of their batteries. It wouldn't start again until we had it pushed about 10 feet away from the tree. We saw a ghostly headlight from a phantom motorcycle whip by us while standing outside the car and disappear just before the south end of the road near the intersection, followed by the single red taillight flyby. My gosh. We got in the car because it's fucking creepy as shit and the car started rocking side to side. (gasps) Apparently, there are ghostly children that tease and taunt people in their cars. Mm Mm-mm. But I can't find out anywhere why that is anywhere or from anyone. I didn't experience it, but have heard from very reliable sources that they will sometimes pull or push the car to. One night, because it's a regular spooky hangout for people who are into paranormal stuff, we are sitting in the car. B was in the passenger seat and T was driving as she was the only one who had a car at that time. And I was in the back sitting in the bitch seat so I could be part of the combo and lean forward to talk and share our ghost watch snacks <laughs> in parentheses because I'm a fatty who's got to have her Doritos on a ghost watch. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Anyway, it got really cold all of a sudden and the little hairs on the back of my neck were prickling. 
I just had this weird feeling of something behind me. So, like the dumbass I am, I turned around slowly, expecting to see nothing at all and laugh at myself for being a wimp. Out of the back window of the car, I could see a fog coming in really quickly, which isn't overly weird for the time of the year it was. It was late fall and being in a lower area near the lake, but it was how it was rolling in straight down the road, only along the road, not from the sides where the ravine or the fields are, which is how logic and physics says it should be coming from. Anyway, this thick fog cloud comes spilling down the road, moving far too quickly for my liking. I had this horrible feeling of dread wash over me and froze. I wanted to say something to B and T, who were just chatting back and forth, and didn't think me going quiet was weird or alarming at all, because generally, I'm a quiet person who listens more than they talk. So I'm frozen there, staring at this creepy fog coming in, and we start to feel the car rock. B&T thinks it's hilarious because it's happened before and not a big deal. And then as the fog hits the car, we hear this awful, deep, guttural, growly thing mixed with children's laughter. (laughs) T turned her car on and floored it so fast that her tires made noise and we sped off. None of us could agree on what it was or what had caused the fog and the noise at all. People have said they hear ghost kids laughing, but the growling sound that accompanied accompanied it was incredibly menacing. And as I'm writing this, it's making my heart race. We never went back. Mm-mm. Well, that's it. A bit of history and personal experience from Ghost Road. It wasn't my first ghostly rodeo, but with any luck, it will be my last. Thanks for all you do. You make my commute to and from my job way more tolerable and help keep me company when I'm feeling sad or having insomnia. Creep it real and always wear your motorcycle helmet. Amanda from Canada. Oh, my God. Whoa. Children's laughter? Sign me out. Mm-mm. Sign me not up. Sign me the fuck away from that. Right. Like, nope, nope, nope. Swipe Mm-mm. left however you're supposed to do that on Tinder. Is that it? Or mm-hmm. right? Right if you like them, left if you don't. Yeah. Okay. Left, left, left. Mm-hmm. Unsee, unsee. I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Close the tab. Turn off the computer. Run the fuck away. Yeah. That was really good. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to consider that, like, my How I Wanted Bridge stories. That is, like, even better. Yeah. Even though it's a road, but it's still, like, backwoods. Yeah. And... That the rock that the kids have painted uh-huh. is the rock that supposedly that guy died on. And then that's where she saw that motorcycle go into mm-hmm. when she saw it. Like, uh-uh. All right, so she just jumps right in. Okay, so before I begin my story, y'all are probably going to think I'm batshit crazy, but this is legit experience my mother had when she was a little girl. Oh, my gosh. My mother hails from a landlocked in Southeast Asia from Laos. To kind of give you a background of the region, it's very much like Thailand, but not as prosperous. Think large bustling cities with street markets, temples, rice paddies, and baby elephants and tigers in the jungle. My mom had always had a knack for cooking, so when her mother passed, she had to provide for herself. She ended up selling pastries and luncheon boxes at the market. She remembers setting up her shop early in the morning, just like any other hot and muggy day, when she noticed an older lady who had been standing there eyeing her for quite some time. 
She took a quick glance at the woman and noticed that there was something off about the woman. She noticed that she had some kind of allure to her. It was almost like she had this overly charming juju to her that made you want to approach her. This woman met my mother's gaze and smiled cunningly and licked her lips as she stared, but of course, she brushed it off as nothing. She's probably some lady with crusty chat lips <laughs> that I haven't <laughs> noticed before. She thought herself. As the day progressed and mom was closing up shop, she saw the woman again, kind of just peering in the corner, watching still, almost stalking like her prey. This time, her stranger danger signals came on. Mama hurriedly packed her little things and said her goodbyes to the other vendors and hurried home. It's still bright outside, she thought. That lady won't be dumb enough to mug me or whatever the fuck. There'll be too many witnesses. As she turned a corner, she noticed that the street she took to get home was awfully quiet for the afternoon. It was almost empty, like a ghost town. Everything stood still for a moment, and then out of fucking nowhere, that lady slowly walked from the opposite end of the street towards Mama. No. Plastered on her face was that malicious smile she had on from earlier in the day. Mom noticed the woman licking her lips again as she approached her. Oh, my God. She remembers the woman speaking to her, but doesn't recall what she had said. She only remembers the sound of her voice, which was raspy, yet overly sweet and kind. She was trying to earn my mother's trust. As the woman was coming closer to talk to my mom, she realized that the woman was, she was frail, old, with long silver hair that looked like it hadn't been brushed in weeks and was obviously ill. She kept looking at Mama like she was that slice of cheesecake you just ordered at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Her eyes were overly bloodshot and squinting from the sun. It ain't that fucking bright out here, Mama thought. The woman was only walking in the shady parts of the street as she was coming towards her. She's a fucking pee-porb. Pee-porb? P-E-E-P-O-R-B. What's a pee-porb? You pee-porb? Okay. okay. <laughs> Please tell us what a pee-porb is. Yes, what is a pee-porb? <laughs> is this some sort of alien? I don't know. Okay. The woman was about to reach out and grasp her shoulders when suddenly she shifted her left big toe over her right big toe. The woman automatically stopped and backed the fuck up. Doing that is sending the spirit slash demon that is possessing its current host that you're aware of what it really is. <gasps> or that you will reveal their identity to the townspeople so they can perform an exorcism to try to save the human it is currently possessing. Oh, so a peeporb is possessed. Yeah. How the fuck did my people come up with that? I asked my <laughs> mama the same question. She said she didn't know either. But... Just fucking do it if you think some flesh-slash-intestine-eating hag or man is coming after you. Peeporb, peeporb, cross your toe. What happened to that woman? She pretty much backed the fuck up, didn't say anything more, and headed back to the other side of the street as quickly as she came. My mama doesn't know what happened to that woman, but we can assume that the elderly woman died from having the life slowly sucked from her from a demon or the old woman died from old age and the spirit found its way into a younger, healthier host. Oh, my gosh. A little side note on the spirit possessing the older woman. They 
like to appear at night and typically go onto other people's property to feed on live chickens and other <gasps> livestock. Ew. They love intestines. And in the rural parts of the country, we both had rural. Yeah, but you said it without a fucking fuss. <laughs> and in the rural parts of the country, they typically just have their baby at home. They have babies? Like a demon baby? Okay, no. I think she just means, like, in life. Like, they have babies at home. Oh, in the sorry. rural parts of the country, they have, like, they have their babies oh, at home. Okay, I think okay. that's what she said. And then she says, that things will get the scent of blood and other bodily fluids from birth and will appear when the baby is born to try to steal the baby's umbilical cord and maybe even the baby itself to feed off its insides. What the fuck? I mean, I'd be like, you can have the cord. They also love children because they're easier to catch than adults. Well, they haven't met me. They'll only appear in the daytime when their host is about to expire. Damn. There have been cases documented throughout time, especially in the rural parts of Laos, about strange happenings where people were found literally gutted open and dead in the rice fields. Those cases are usually never solved. Oh, my God. That's like a crazy, like, folklore slash yes. probably real, like, probably some, like, hearsay and not yeah. trueness. <laughs> that's, I don't know how to, that's terrible. <laughs> not trueness to it, but, like, it's rooted in something. It's some yeah. sort of, like, urban legendy. but it also happened to her mom and the foot thing worked and, yeah. you know, who came up with that? I don't know. Or the lady was just, like, walking, and she's like, oh, I'm going to get this girl. And then she went, like, Lord of the Dance on her. <laughs> and she was like, oh, let me back the fuck up. Because this girl watched Karate Kid, and she about to end me. Mm-mm. This lady came ready to fight. She got good balance. <laughs> she can switch her big toes back and forth. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That old lady was like, fuck, she knew I was a peep orb. <laughs> I, I mean, we got to start using that, peep orb. <laughs> You're a peeporb. You're a peeporb. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say, though. Uh-huh. Peeporb. <laughs> we learned all kinds of words today. Oh, my Scrooge. God. Peeporb. I don't know. What was yours? Scoogog. Scoogog. Scoo. <laughs> Meanwhile, still not right. <laughs> all right. One more? Yes. One more. Oh, my God. Those are so good. And did that say who that was from? Linda. All right. We have an add-on. And this is an add-on to the story from Sinister Sightings, Episode 7. And it is the best friend side of the story. Ooh. And this is from Billy, who's friends with Manda. Okay. And they played with the Ouija mm-hmm. board. Okay. He said, hi. Hi. This is the best friend of the crazy story at the end of your podcast. Excited to follow y'all and join the group. Anyways, one evening while Manda and I were playing with the spirit board, I asked the spirit, did it want me to stop talking because it wouldn't respond to me? And it said yes. <gasps> of course, being ridiculous as I am, I continued to talk. Then a random wind-up porcelain doll of Manda's on a bookcase started playing and fell on me. Uh-uh. I was totally freaked, now confirming our suspicions of the board, we knew it was real. On one of our escapades, I convinced Manda to come with me to a haunted doctor's office. I say this because my aunt is a nurse there, and they say they hear kids running the halls and going up and down the elevator. 
Anyways, we were able to get us access after hours and went with the board. We began speaking to a spirit that claimed to be a mother with her children that died in a fire. Then suddenly the connection was lost and the room got still and cold. Someone began speaking to us through the board. And really, I should say something. (gasps) It was dark and had the spirits trapped there. We began hearing noises down the hallway and an awful scream. And the oracle started moving all around the board. We made sure to say goodbye and got the hell out of there. And as we were leaving, we heard the elevator ding and we hauled ass. Oh, fuck that. We got into quite a few shenanigans back in the day. Ha ha. There is a haunted graveyard in Maxton, North Carolina near a place called Gravity Hill. And me and some college friends took a board there one time. I'd be happy to tell y'all more stories if you'd like. It's been a long time since I've used the board and don't plan on doing it again. Find me on Facebook and IG at WGM the third. Um, send all of the stories. Right? Oh my gosh. Yes, I need to hear about Cemetery and Ouija Board together and you survived. I need to hear it. Uh, I don't want to do it, but I want to hear it. <laughs> the porcelain doll falling on him, Matt. I would have died. How you going to fuck with a spirit like that? Oh, you want me to stop talking? Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really would. I'd be like, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so, And they'd be like, Fuck, I get it. Yes, you're sorry. Okay, shut up. <laughs> God, uh-uh, 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 no. If I played with the Ouija board, it really would be like S-T-F-U. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, okay, sorry. <laughs> like, let me fucking talk. <laughs> be like, look, I'm going to let you finish, but first, let me take a selfie. Yeah, all I thought about when you said but first was, let me finish drinking my rat water. Ew. Like how that water, oh, that yeah, rat was rat. like, Ooh, yeah. hey, I see you, but first I'm going to finish this water. Oh, God, no. Ooh. I know. Yeah, those were good stories. Y'all keep sending them in, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Yes. We love doing these episodes. We love hearing from y'all. If we haven't gotten to your story yet that you've sent, we will. Yes. So keep sending us your true crime, paranormal, odd shit Urban legends, mm-hmm. whatever. Send them all to us, chicks at gmail.com. If it makes you say, the fuck, or what, send it. Mm-hmm. If it makes you do the Britney Spears gif, huh? 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 <laughs> send it to us. Yes. And remember, creep it real and don't, don't get scared. scared.